Yes, it's Monday. You know what that means, don't you? It's time to talk about Ghost with little old me, little old K.E., Kevin Eustace. I hope you're all doing fantastically well. We've got a lovely show for you today. We really do. However, newsflash, there is no Becca on Reddit Corner today. I'm going to be doing Becca's Reddit Corner alone because she's been dragged into all sorts of meetings that she just can't get out of but i'm not going to leave you beckerless no no so what i'm going to do is i'm going to leave also at the end a little snippet of me and becca having a chat about the paranormal from a recent patreon episode we talked for 30 minutes you're going to hear about maybe five of those 30 but i think it's still kind of funny and of course argumentative because that's where we make our bread and butter arguing. Anyway, I hope as the podcaster's mantra is, I hope you've all had a fantastic week. You're all doing amazingly well. It's Monday, so let's hope you've had a fantastic week. It's only a day old. Well, not even a day, I guess. Anyway, before we get into the paranormal planderings of today, we need to say thank you to our wonderful, beautiful, and dare I say sexy Patreons, who keep the show afloat. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you get me, yes me, singing your name as a thank you, you also get access to around... Christ, it must be nearly 200 now. Patreon-only episodes, so if you're stuck there for something to binge, by all means, binge your way through them. You just need to head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts, just like these wonderful new Patreons have. The guitar is well and truly out, and we have a number of Patreons to say thank you to today. We have Corbin Wong, Alicia Barr, Hannah, Kaylin Thompson, Nancy Wick, Bailey Foley, Emily Kincannon, and Carolyn Fillingham. Hmm, how am I going to get all them in a song? Let's find out. Ooh. Yeah. Emily Kincannon, Carolyn Fillingham, Bailey Foley, Hannah and Nancy Wick. Kaylin Thompson, Alicia Barr, not to forget Carbon Wong. I'm gonna thank you by singing my Patreon song. Ooh. End it on a seventh for that's what we do here on Wintag. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. Don't forget, when you sign up, you get an extra show every week on the paranormal. A little bit tongue-in-cheek. And you also get me rambling once a week. Two extra shows each and every week. Head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now let's have a review of something paranormal, eh? Okay, it's time for a paranormal review, where I review so you don't have to. Yes, once again, that doesn't make sense. I know that. But let's crack on like it does. So, today's paranormal review has been a long time coming, actually. And I don't get paid for these reviews, ladies and gentlemen. No, I don't. Boys and girls, children of all ages. Yes, no, I don't. Um, But this review is a long time coming. I have been a fan of this particular item for many a year, and it should be... Uh, a prize place on your paranormal library each and every month. I am, of course, talking about 14 times. It's a magazine. It's a paranormal magazine. It's a UFO magazine. It's a... Not a sceptic, what's the word? Cryptid magazine. And it is quite a sceptical magazine, too. However, if you're looking for a very... um, What's the right word? A very unbiased, intelligent look at the subject of everything what they deem Fortania or Fortinia or Fortean or Fortean, however you want to pronounce it, um, get the magazine. I know that you can subscribe to the magazine from anywhere in the world. It's like 4 dollars might be 5 dollars now, actually. 
Um, I should check that out before building it up, buttercup. But no, it is a, it's a Kraken magazine, and it has features, regular features on Ghost. It's called Ghost Watch. Yes. It has strange deaths at the back. It has it happened to me, some of which we've talked about in the past, where listeners, not listeners, readers send in their stories. And it all round, if you're a lover of all things paranormal, you should be subscribing to 14 Times. You really should. And they managed to do, all of the articles are written by experts in their field and their points of view come across really well even if they're saying no no you need to be very um, rational these things don't exist about a particular topic they managed to do it in a non-condescending and non-patronizing and most 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 Ian from St. Helens now most importantly and most importantly not a smug way I find smug people dealing with the paranormal very off-putting do you know what I mean anyone's entitled to an opinion or a belief or even just to listen to a scary story and walk away with whatever you want to believe about it um but you can encounter some smug people who take great delight in basically calling you an idiot but this magazine doesn't do that it's uh it's a great magazine they take you by the hand and lead you on a very educated path through the world of the paranormal so if you don't already and I'm sure many of you do but if you don't already I would suggest subscribing to the magazine It'll be about maybe 40 quid for the year and you get it delivered to your door each and every month. I'm not paid for this. Genuinely on my life, this isn't like I've been paid to make this plug. I just, I genuinely have been purchasing it every month for about 10 years and it's a well worth worthwhile purchase. Becca reckons I just buy it to look at the pictures because when it arrives, I scan through it and put it down and then pick it back up three weeks later. But she doesn't see that next pickup. She just sees me scan through, look at the pictures and put it down. So she thinks I'm a proper child when it comes to reading. And I do fall asleep after a few pages of reading because I have the attention span of a very small gnat. But yes, I would suggest this week, the review is 14 times. Go and buy it. Two thumbs up. High into the sky. Go check it out. Okay, now if I was a restaurateur, I'd be referring to this part of the show as the main course. Because of course, main course, we are going to be looking at your true paranormal experiences that you've sent into the show. My favourite time of the week? Yes, sir, it is indeed. And also, if I was a restaurateur, you know what I wouldn't do? Put salt from up high, like that tit in London. Have you seen him? He charges like two grand for a steak. And the reason he charges two grand is because he puts a little bit of gold leaf in it, which you can get for 14 quid from Amazon. And then from up high, he bends his elbow in a weird way. It's called Salt Bay, and he drops big chunks of salt on your steak. And because he does that, the tit thinks he can charge £2,000. Hmm. And annoyingly, there's one that's trying to open in Liverpool. I'll keep this very short, so I stay paranormal. But yeah, somebody posted a picture. I think it was my cousin, actually. Posted a picture that he'd been to this place in Egbeth with his fellas doing the little arm thing, little bent arm, and ooh drop some salt from up high and charge you 60 quid for the privilege so it's liverpool prices but yeah if you see anyone doing that then put a curse on them so that the arm stays in that weird position and the only thing in life they can do is drop salt from on high even in the bathroom anyway moving swiftly back onto the paranormal we have an email here which is fantastic and terrifying and it's from Janice. and Janice writes hey kev hey Janice." i'm not very good at writing i'm not going to read it then so moving on no i joke of course i am she says, I'm not very good at writing or telling people about my family personal experience with the paranormal, but I've had a few of my own. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to have right now is a story from Janice. And I will say as well that um, she provided a drawing of what she's seen. I'm not going to share that, but I will tell you when you're hearing the story, the thing that she's going to describe. Um, picture 
munches scream right but where the eyes are just put them as black holes and put it in a shroud how awful is that i ask you anyway this is jenny's story there have been a couple of times where i've actually seen something but i kind of doubted it but on one occasion i've had someone else corroborate what i saw so for some background i'll start with this My family and I lived in a two-story, three-bedroom apartment in New York City. So we had the second floor and attic as our apartment. On the first floor was my parents' room, and upstairs into the attic was my brother's room and then my room shared with my sister's. As soon as you'd walk into the attic, you walked right into my brother's room. It was shared by the two of them and my brother's girlfriend who often stayed the night. As you walked in there, there was another door leading straight into the girls' room. So basically, it was two squarish rooms where the door was the only thing separating them. So on this particular night, my sisters had both left and I was on my own. Oftentimes, I was scared of sleeping alone since I shared a room all my life. So around that time period, I started waking up scared, especially when I'm in the room alone, and it usually meant that we've had a spirit or some kind of paranormal entity around, as we often did. They seemed to appear when we shared our personal ghost stories, which is why I was kind of scared to even write this. So on this particular night, I was tired of waking up scared and having no one else in the room, so I left my room door open. My brother told me if I was frightened that I could call out to him and wake him up, but I thought having the door open was more than enough. That night, his girlfriend stayed the night, and I felt bad having the door open because they wouldn't have any privacy. But I also didn't want to be alone, so I did it anyway. I don't remember what time exactly, but I woke up scared as usual, and I looked to my sister's bed across the room for comfort, then remembered they'd gone. I looked to my door, and I saw this apparition standing there looking at me. My bed looked directly straight forward at the door, so it was pretty clear. It was the form of a man, almost an old wrinkly man. His face was caved in a bit and he wore this robe with a hood, except it was more like a wrapping cloth all down his body and it seemed swampy almost. His face was filled with wrinkles, his eyes jet black. The only way I could remember to describe it was hollowed out, along with his mouth just wide open and all black too. He seemed kind of sad in a sense, and just stood there, but I hurriedly shut my eyes trying to fall back asleep. When I recalled it the next day, I wrote it down as maybe my dreams getting mixed into real life, and drew a picture of what I remembered that night. I was explaining to everyone in the house the next day what happened, and showed them the picture. When I showed my brother and his girlfriend... She said she'd seen the same thing in my brother's room before then by the door. Just writing this gives me chills because now that I think of it, maybe it's watched me several times before, but that's the only time I've seen it. She even described it being as tall as I said it was. So now I'm less convinced it was my dreams and more convinced there's actually something in my mother's house. Since then, I haven't seen anything else and I'm hoping I haven't brought it back because now I have my own bedroom and I've been waking up scared lately. I have plenty more stories from other family members that I hope to share with everyone soon. Thank you 
I'm sorry if it's a poorly written and jumbled mess. It's not. You're perfectly fine. And I haven't taken the time to reread it because I'm mostly shy about it. Have a good day. I will. And hello to Becca. Hello. And the neighbour's cat. Meow. Till next time. Oh, and if it works, I have the drawing of what i seen, so at least you can see it. And she did send through the drawing, but as I say, I won't share that drawing. I'll just say, picture munches the scream, picture blackness for eyes, blackness for mouth, put it in a robe, and then never sleep again. Do you know what is the best and most terrifying description for me? Bloody, terrifying on that story. The description of the face, very nonchalantly poor, as a bit caved in. What? A bit caved in. Oh my God, that's a horrific way to describe something. Any body parts, imagine that. Have you seen me dad's knee? No, what's wrong with it? It's a bit caved in. What? Have you seen me big toe? What's wrong with it? It's a bit caved in. Fingernail? No. You know what I mean? Anything? He's got a nice head, hasn't he? Yeah, no. Caved in is such a horrific way to describe anything body party. Sorry, I've just paused there because something's just moved in my periphery and it wasn't the neighbour's cat. It's the middle of the day, I'm recording this. And um, I can really picture this Munch's Scream character now. And something has just moved in this flat. Mm. Don't know what it was, though. I'm staring at the couch because that seems like the likely area. Nothing seems to be moving. Hmm. But if I scream and you heard a thump sound, that's me fainting. But it'll be far too late by the time you hear this to do anything about it. So let's just hope I'm okay. Anyway, thank you so much, Ginny's. That is wonderful, sincerely. And you say you've got other stories there. So, of course, send them in. And if you're sat on a story, people, as you're listening away there... Send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And what I'll do, you see, is I'll read it out, because that's how the show works. Shall we have some Moa? Yes, we shall. And next, we have a story from Patricia. Oh, my mother was called Patricia. Yes, she was. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Hello, Becca. Hi. And hello, Ampers, cat of the neighbouring regions. Meow. Thank you. Oh, I can speak now. Fucking hell, that's evolved. Um, thank you, Patricia. First, please use only my first name. Patricia, I will. My name alone tells you I'm of a certain age. I can't think of anyone named Patricia who's younger than I. Well, oh no, she says, younger than a certain age. Oh, well, as I say, my mum was called Patricia. I think it's a lovely name. She was a pat too, yeah. A lot of Patricias go for Trish or Trisha, but she was a pat and she was a proud pat, yes. Anyway, I've always been interested in the paranormal, having lived in older homes all my life. I took it for granted that my family was only one family in a parade of inhabitants of each home. I grew up and continue to be Roman Catholic, so the concept of an unseen world and the afterlife is normal to me, and I'm of Irish descent. Me too. This is getting eerie, isn't it? Only in the past two years did I learn that I'm an empath. I'm not. Um, Finally, I had an explanation for my feeling so different from others, for feeling others' emotions and pain, for my ability to see through people's BS, for quickly reading situations, for sensing disturbances and environments, for generally knowing what people are not saying. Ooh, uh, Patricia, I wouldn't like to keep a secret around you. Empathy and paranormal ability are very close to each other. And I've wondered how much they cross over each other. That's a very interesting point, that, Pat, actually. Hmm. I will call you Pat from now on. Yes, I will. I have a number of stories to tell you, but I will send you this one first. More later. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's have Pat's story. My family is unapologetically Irish on both my mother's and father's sides. I always thought I grew up American, but no, I was raised Irish. My roots are firmly placed in the Ulster counties, and I've read that, like you, 
we might be connected to the O'Neills. But virtually everyone in Ulster is connected to the O'Neills, right? My family name is said to be an old one, rather uncommon and existing in quite a few variations in Ireland, Scotland and England. Thanks to illiterate ancestors and registry clerks who wrote what they thought they heard, not quite understanding Irish accents. As a child, I would read about Ireland and Irish culture and folklore, but nothing really in depth. I knew a little about banshees, that they are usually connected to old families and they are to be feared. One summer evening in 1968, our family was watching television in our basement recreation room. Father, mother, two younger teenage brothers and me, an adult. There were the usual sounds of a family, television, family banter, and my sewing machine. Suddenly, we heard three loud sounds. I heard what I thought was my 13-year-old brother pounding heavily three times on the vinyl sofa where he was sitting. Three strong, loud noises. Everyone else, though, heard three knocks on the window. We were all startled and my father went to see who would be pulling such a prank. But there was no one. Three days later, we received a phone call that my grandfather, my father's father, had died. We immediately remembered those three knocks on the window. So we figured that we had a banshee. We're Irish, right? Ours just didn't wail. It just knocked on the windows. The following March, I thought I heard it again. Only me, no one else. At least, no one said they heard it. Then my father's sister died three days later. In November 1976, I was living about 150 miles from my hometown and my little brother, the 13-year-old mentioned earlier, was at college, 150 miles from home and 300 miles from me. One Sunday, I started to worry. I felt uneasy but couldn't pinpoint why. On Monday, my unease grew. By that time, it seemed to centre on my little brother. He was 21 years old and away at college responsible for himself and doing pretty much what he wanted to do. And having a car, he could go where he wanted to go. On Tuesday, I was very uneasy and distracted during the day. So I decided I would call my mother that evening when I returned home. About seven o'clock, remember, it was November and already quite dark by that time. I was driving home, alone in my car. Suddenly, I heard three knocks on the passenger window behind me. Three loud, clear knocks, unmistakably knuckles on glass. On the window of my car as I was driving, I almost drove off the road. I knew that sound and what it could mean. As soon as I got home, I made the long-distance call to my mother, but there was no answer. Desperate to reach someone, I phoned my little brother at his off-campus house. His housemate Mike answered. Mike was surprised to hear from me and sounded uncomfortable telling me that my brother wasn't there but my mother and other brother were in town and I should talk with them. He wouldn't give me any more information but gave me the number of their hotel. Another long-distance call. I reached my brother and my mother and learned that my little brother was hospitalised with pulmonary emboli, blood clots in both lungs. He developed pneumonia and was being transferred to a larger university hospital about 80 miles away. He recovered, thank God, after spending three weeks in hospital. And the reason I started to feel uneasy that Sunday? Well, 
That weekend, little brother had taken a road trip with his housemate to Mike's hometown for a weekend visit. Driving 250 miles round trip with deep vein thrombosis, a DVT, developing in his leg. The blood clot went to his lungs. That was the last time I heard the knocks on the window that I could connect with a family death. I often wondered over the years why our banshee, as we called it, didn't wail but rather knocked on the window. 46 years later, the internet gave me the answer a couple of months ago. We were visited by the Kok Abawa, also called the Death Coach, or Kosh Dabawa. Based in Irish folklore, it's said to be a large black coach pulled by six black horses, sometimes headless, sometimes not. The driver is the Dullahan, who is headless but carries his head with him. The Dullahan comes to collect souls. It's said that you can hear the horses and the coach wheels driving on the road, although you might not be able to see them. If the Dullahan knocks, it has to come and collect a soul. If the Cockabower stops but doesn't knock, it's a sign that there will be a lasting sickness in the house. The Cockabower is sometimes seen with the Banshee, but while a Banshee belongs to a specific family, the Dullahan does not and can call upon anyone from any family. Items of gold were supposed to frighten the Dullahan away because they have an irrational fear of gold. Disney used the Cockabower story in Darby O'Gill and the Little People. So my family does not have a Banshee, but we instead have been visited by the Cockabower. I love being Irish. My source for the Cockabower with a bit more info, and then there's a link. Pat, what a great story. And apologies, I assume it's pronounced Cockabower. It may you you've written Coach Abower, and it may be that. I don't know. But what a terrifying story. You know what? There's a series of serendipities within there which are freaking me out a bit, genuinely. I know it's only the afternoon, but you know where you can see coincidences and then sometimes coincidences roll onto coincidences, roll onto coincidences. Okay, well, you're Pat. My mother was called Pat. She, um, one of the complications in her death was deep vein thrombosis. Yes, it was. And she heard three knocks on the window just before her sister died in our house. And uh, we all heard them as well. When I say she, we, I, we all went to the window and looked out. Uh, middle of the day, no one there. Yeah. I don't know. Little, too many coincidences knocking on there. I think it might be my mum telling me I need to go to the grave or something. Or maybe just, I don't know, put a wash on. Maybe I should wash some socks. Not wear the same ones two days running. Anyway, I don't know. But, Pat, thank you for that story. That was impeccably good. A Dallahan, anyway. A Dallahan, anyway. Yes, very good. Okay, so now it's normally the time I'd hand over to Becca for Becca's Reddit Corner. But as I say, she's exceptionally busy. In fact, she'll go and see if she's free. She might not be, but I'll go and see if she's free. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Hey, Becca isn't here, sadly. She's in the midst of completing this massive project she's been working on, um, and she's just dead busy. I went down then, I was about to knock, and I could hear her talking very sternly to someone over a Zoom call, and you don't want to be on the end of that receiving call, I tell you. No, you don't, sir. But yeah, so I won't bother her. But that doesn't mean we 
our little group can't head into Becca's paranormal Reddit corner ourselves and mess around with the cutlery and make her think she's got a poltergeist. So that's what we'll do. So I'm going to read direct from Reddit myself. Now, this is only nine hours old, this post. Somebody has posted for advice under the topping... Under the topping? It's not a cake, Kevin. Under the heading, something doesn't feel right. So I moved into a semi-detached house with my best friend since junior kindergarten and we moved in about eight months ago and it's been a great experience up until three months ago. But recently, things don't feel right in this house. I'm not one for beating around the bush, so I'll get straight... <laughs> so I'll get straight to it. Yes, uh, that's what we like, yeah? Don't fucking... Don't you pander around us. Don't you be giving us any faff. Get straight to the point, sir. Yes. These are the things that are happening. Oh, I love this. Then he's put, like, things that are happening. And then there's a little addendum in brackets after each one. Okay? Are you ready for a list? Let's get this guy's paranormal happenings list. Footsteps in the house at night. Cat is too scared to leave from under the bed. Brackets. Even peed there once. Brackets. Google Nest Mini changes volume. Brackets. Can only be changed physically by touching it. Brackets. Whispering. Brackets. Only happened twice. Brackets. Tapping on the wall. Brackets. Only a couple of times. Brackets. <laughs> Why is he talking himself out of it after each one? It's like seeing a ghost. Brackets. No, we didn't. Um, let's see. Sleep paralysis. Brackets. Happened twice. Brackets. We'll explain if details are important. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Lucid dream. Happened once. We'll explain if details are important. Y yes, they, these things are important. You can't just go into anyone and say, seen the devil the other day. If you need any more info, I'll be over there. You know me, I don't like to beat around the bush. Do, 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 do. Thumping in the house, brackets, at least three times a day, brackets. At first, we thought this entity was living in our basement, but more often than not, it's been making noise upstairs, brackets, i.e. the footsteps, brackets. My roommate's bedroom is above the living room, and I was watching TV and heard him walking round. Brackets. Mind you, it's late. Two or three o'clock in the morning. Brackets. I texted him asking him if he was awake, because I'm a little paranoid from all these events. About three to five minutes later, I still didn't get a response. So I go upstairs to see if he's awake. And sure enough, he wasn't. Kind of creepy if you ask me. Brackets. I have more details on other stuff that's been happening. Brackets. If you guys have any idea what this could be and or how to stop it, please let me know. It's been affecting my sleep and my mental well-being. Thank you guys for taking the time to read this and please upvote so we can reach out to more people. Thanks a bunch, a bunch, thanks a bunch and stay safe out there. Well, although I found the format that that was written in rather entertaining, as you could tell, um, that is kind of scary, really. And I completely understand the rationality trying to seep its way in. Because what's the alternative? You know, fair play him, in fact, for putting his brackets. I can tell you more if you want. Brackets. Or the even brackets. It's only happened twice. Brackets. You know, because what else is he going to say? Brackets. It's the fucking devil. Brackets. I don't know. I don't know. So there you go. That's our little journey into Reddit Corner. We can't have Becca's take, but I'm going to try and channel her to see what she would say. So, Becca, what do you make of that? Oh, I hate this. It doesn't even exist. Oh, there you go. Quite good, wasn't it? Quite good. No, I'm sure she'll hit me if she hears this. Anyway, speaking of Becca, you are now going to hear just a little snippet from a Patreon we've done recently um, where I ran through a paranormal alphabet for a full 30 minutes to get Becca's take on it. 
you're going to hear about five minutes of those 30 because she's not Patreons. But as a little treat, because she's not on the show, I am going to play a little bit to sign off this episode here today. Don't forget, if you want to become a Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. In the meantime, and in between time, I'll say goodbye for now. And I will speak to you all next week. Do take care of yourselves and each other, just like Mr. Jeremy Springer would say to his audience back in the 80s and 90s. Okay then, you wonderful people. Tatty bye. Here's Becca and me talking about paranormal alphabetia. I literally googled list of paranormal creatures. I love the research that you put into this show. How dare you? This was the second link I pressed. <laughs> I'll have you know. The archangels are... Oh, there's only three? Oh. In Catholicism, three are mentioned by names. Oh, yeah, of course. Gabriel, or Gabriel. Yeah. Michael. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a clue. The third is a ninja turtle. Do you know your ninja turtles? Michelangelo. Correct, but not one of these. Okay. Um... Leonardo. Correct, but not one of these. Um, Luigi? (laughs) (laughs) No, what you've done there is you've made the jump into Nintendo land, which is fine. (laughs) It's still, you know, I couldn't even say it. Um, Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) No, dragons do exist. What? What do you mean, what? Well, no, no, come on. Like Komodo dragons, you mean? Yeah, bearded dragons and stuff. And, like, if there's such thing as a flying lizard, then there's a dragon, isn't there? Mm, okay. And yeah. I think there's probably such a thing as a flying lizard. I'm sure there is. Ergo, dragons are real. Next. Fairies. What's a fairy? Fae folk, like woodland imps, spirits. Like, you know, there's a guy who's got an actual paid job in Ireland of protecting a fairy mound. And he goes out and makes sure they're all right and sort of, like, just leaves some breadcrumbs and thing can be like, Are you okay today, fairies? And there's things like, you know, you can't build on fairy land and all Who this. pays him for that? Me. No, you don't. Who pays him for that? I don't know. Tax tourism board, maybe? Or like, yeah, when we went to the Isle of yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. When we met the Isle of Man and we got the bus down to the Cat Sanctuary and we went yeah. over the... Fairy Bridge. Fairy Bridge. Yeah. And the bus driver goes, we're going over the Fairy Bridge now. Say hello to the fairies. Yeah. It it was that... It's that much of a, a normal thing that the announcement, you know, that usually says, like, we are coming into Peel or whatever. Yeah. Actually says, good morning, fairies. Good morning, <laughs> like, fairies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's the thing. So what do you think? Well, no, nature spirits, said little it's nature a spirits. Lovely idea, but no. No. Maybe anything that good comes from protecting the the fairies mm. actually comes from protecting nature. Okay, do you believe in fairy spirits? Do you believe in nature spirits? No, but I believe that nature is stronger and more powerful than we give it credit. But then for. you're giving it you're giving it sentience. Maybe it's sentience. Interesting. We'll we'll dig deeper in that at another point in this list, no doubt. Um, ghosts the very topic on which the podcast is built the foundation stone of this entire speech speech well you know of this what you're listening to no 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 get out you get out anyway um sirens again you tell me well you're not a siren you're a good swimmer why would I be a siren I could be a siren have you I spent all New Year's Eve listening to you do karaoke you're not a siren. <laughs> if I heard you coming from a rock, I'd be like, avoid. <laughs> you spent about 20 minutes New Year's Eve listening to me do karaoke. And then, and then I went to bed at 2 bad. in the morning. It was that bad. You got a cob on. Yeah, I went to bed. And then you were yeah. obsessing and Joe Lane to an 8 If I was there on version. the rocks, people might want to pull up. Only to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs>